I'd like to uh, thank so much from the bottom of my heart uh, Aaron Asaroff, Rabbi Asaroff, who is a, uh, an old Talmud, one of my oldest Talmudim, one of my most beloved. And we've stayed uh, exceptionally close throughout the years. And uh, we've been through a lot of times together, good times and other times. And, uh, and he gives me so much pride all his accomplishments in the world of Chinuch and beyond. And uh, he personally uh, arranged for this beautiful... Uh, everything tonight is all from him, from the, uh, the office space to the uh, invitations and to the, uh, the delicious food and the drinks. And Ein uh, Milim, uh, really, I want to thank you so much uh, for all that you always do. Everyone here... Uh, each and every one of you I could speak about for a very, very long time, and uh, it's so meaningful that you all came Sunday night, downtown, uh, whatever this is, South Beach, <laughs> and um, I know it probably wasn't easy uh, finding the place. I had a difficult time finding it, and, uh, but Baruch uh, Hashem, we're all here, and uh, there's a very, as my kids would say, there's a good vibe in the room. Uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, warmth and a love and uh, camaraderie. And I think throughout many diaries of Lander, from, uh, from all the way back from Aaron's time and uh, Reb David Yudkowitz, who's a tremendous uh, pillar of Lander history. And, uh, and I could go through, I don't want to start saying names because I, I know I'm going to insult many people if I don't speak about everyone, but everyone in their own way, if I, as I look around the room. Everyone contributed in, in different ways and different forms, but all very, very significantly. And, um, and we miss you, and uh, Baruch Hashem, it's great to come down here and feel uh, an outpost of Lander here in, uh, in, in South, South Florida. And uh, it's, it's tremendous to be here on Tu B'Shvat. There's a, a story that's told about an Olech Hadash, a new, uh, a new immigrant who came to Yisrael from the Soviet Union. And he goes and you know, he comes with his temple, with his, like, uh, his, uh, his hat. He's all uh, geared for the experience of Eretz Yisrael. And he comes and he, he walks through some like, random uh, orchard in, in Petach Tikva. And he, uh, he sits down under a beautiful tree. And he picks an apple and he makes a Bari Priya Eitz. And the, 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 the sweetness of the apple is just overwhelming, and he's like being Meshabeach, the Rabbeinu Shalom, for allowing him to come to Eretz Yisrael. And all of a sudden, the owner of the orchard comes in at, at him like an Uzi. He's like screaming at him. He says, Hey, what are you doing here? This is my field. My field. Don't you know it says in the Torah, Lotignov? So this Olech uh, says, Wow, what a country. He says, You come, sit in an orchard. You eat from the Peirot of Eretz Yisrael, and you hear Divrei Torah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fruits of Eretz Yisrael are in a way a leisignav. There's a tension between the fruits of Eretz Yisrael and the Torah of Eretz Yisrael. There are many Mekairis. There's one Gemara that says that the reason why in Yerushalayim there was no Paris Genoisar. Genoisar was one of the delicious fruit trees in Eretz Yisrael. I think it's in Tiveria. But they don't grow in, Eretz, in Yerushalayim. And the reason for that is because 
people should not say that if it was only for this, these Paris Genoisar, these delicious fruits, it would have been Kedai to be Ayla Regal just for that. To come to Yerushalayim just to have those fruits, it would have been worth it. Because people might say that. If the Gemara is Cheshish for that, then obviously people might say that. There's a, a Mishnah in Aves. The Mishnah in Aves Parakimo Mishnah Zion says that Rib Shimon Aimer, Hamahalech Baderech, the Shaina Umafsik mi Mishnasai. Person's walking on the road and he's learning, he's thinking and learning, he's talking and learning, and then he stops from his his learning, his train of thought, Va'aimar, Manoa Elon He looks at a beautiful tree. And he says, how beautiful is, is this tree? This tree is a glorious, magnificent tree. The Mishnah says that it's considered as if you're Chayev Misa. You've sort of made yourself liable for capital punishment by the mere fact that you stopped your learning and you started admiring a tree. So we see that it seems that there is a, a tension, a friction between the trees of Eretz Yisrael, the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, and, and Tyra. If you're stopping learning Tyra to admire a tree, if you're going to Shalaim on a mitzvah by Regal to interface with the Rabbi Nishlaim and you're, you're having a Paris Kenaisar, it seems that there is some tension between the fruits of Eretz Yisrael and, and the Tyra of Eretz Yisrael. But we know that that's not the case. Because the Rambam says, famous Rambam in Hilchas Yisaydi Atayra, Parak Beis, Halacha Beis, when describing how to be Mekayim the mitzvah of Avas Hashem, how do you love Hashem? How do you love Hashem? I know Rabbi Victor Miller famously used to go into a phone booth. Whoever knows, I don't think anyone except people my age and above, know what a phone booth is, unless you're into Superman. But um, phone booths were things like, like booths that you actually went into, you put a quarter in or a dime even, if you remember that, and you'd make a phone call. Today, that, no one knows what that is, but um, so he used to go, and he used to go, and he says, how do, you, how do you do Abbas Hashem? You go into a phone booth, you close the door, you pick up the receiver, and you say, I love you, Hashem. He started every shir. Every shir he used to start with, I love you, Hashem, I love you, Hashem, I love you. Like ten times he'd say, I love you, Hashem. That's a way to be Mekayim Avaz Hashem. You, you, you create a relationship with Hashem in a, very, in a very real way. The Rambam says something entirely different, though. The Rambam says that the way that you are Mekayim Avaz Hashem, how do you love Hashem? We say every day, Hashem how do you do that? When a person contemplates all of the amazing creations of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Yira Mehen Chachmasai, Shein La'erech V'laikates, and you understand the, the wisdom, the brilliance of every single element of creation. If a person, we have many uh, physicians in the room, if you, if you walk on my hall in Lander on, on the third floor, um, on the other side of, not, not on my side of the floor, but the other side of the hall, um, it's like there's a lot of chem, chemistry labs and stuff. And um, so there's a huge, like, diagram of, uh, I think it's a, a biomedic, bio, uh, 
I don't know, it's like a biomedical chart of some, uh, I don't know, some, some really crazy, intricate uh, scheme of a, of, a, of a cell or of a something. I don't know what it is. But it's like, you know, if you do know what that is and you say like, wow, this is like one cell. This is one atom. This is an element. This is something. Let's like, how deep can we go? How, how, how impossibly great is HaKadosh Baruch Hu? That he created not just you know the grand scheme of things, but down to the most basic elements. How much brilliance is there in creation? In, in any cell, in any uh, in any in a, in a solid, in a liquid, in a in a gas, in a, in any matter that you could take. And the chachma that he gave to the bria to be able to to create technology and medications and and all types of, of devices that we use. That's uh, that it, it itself is brilliant. So when a person thinks about this, says the Rambam, and the Rambam, of course, was very qualified to, to talk to this because he was, you know, the most brilliant of all men. And you realize that his HaKadosh Baruch Hu's wisdom is infinite. When a person is able to tap into that reality, the brilliance of Hashem, He'll automatically have a taiva gedayla. He'll have a tremendous desire to understand Hashem, to create a relationship with Hashem. David, like David Amalek writes, that my soul yearns, it pines for you. Why does it pine for Hashem? Because you think about the greatness of Hashem. You think about how amazing it is that every single person, I always think about this every time I, you know, if I drive and you see like every, you drive down like uh, wherever it is, you drive down here or, or in, in New York or, you know, and, and every store, every store, whether it's a clothing store, whether it's a food store, whether it's a, a anything, HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides Parnassah for each and every, or hopefully provides Parnassah for each and every one of these stores. It's an amazing thing. Every office building, you have here are WeWorks, right? The space. How many people are, are, are creating businesses, enterprises, and, you know, every single person, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to make a parnasa and interconnect with other people, network with just the right people at just the right times, and, and be able to create a, a, an amazing web of parnasa for the world. And you stop and think about this and how amazing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Bria is. Immediately, you're mis'avet ta'i You want to get to know this God greater in a, in a deeper sense. says the Rambam, when you think about these things, miyadu nirsala chayrav. The Rambam has an amazing usage of words here. He says that you, you sort of recoil backwards and you're, you're, you're struck with an awe of Hashem, you realize that you're so small in the, in the grand scheme of things, I have such small amounts of knowledge, relative to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who knows everything. He's the Eidei HaKel, he's the Ein Saif, he has so much knowledge and insight and understanding of every little fly, every gnat, every, everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then you realize that maybe I'm not as big as I thought I was. I thought I was pretty important, but I realize that relative to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm so insignificant. And that, that's not a depressing thought. That's, that's a very 
That's a beautiful thought. That's a thought that says, and because of that, I have to, I have no choice but to run into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace. When you realize how limited you are in your capacity relative to, as the Raman puts it, as the, as the Tamim Deus, the person, the, the being that knows everything, you realize that I can't be alone. I can't stand alone. I have to, I have to be with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I have to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I have to know Him better. Have to form a relationship with him because I, I, it's impossible otherwise to exist without tapping into this greatness, which is Hashem. And so it seems to be like a stira almost between this Rambam, which says that nature, fruits, and and trees, and 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 all types of vegetation, and and nature as as a whole, is not a stira Hashem. It's the way that it's our it's our entree Hashem. It's the way that we get close to Hashem, and yet. The Mishnah says that if you stop your learning and you, and you begin to uh, and think about how beautiful nature is, that seems to be your chayyab bin nafshed. It seems to be a direct contradiction. So the way that the Mepharshim explain to answer this is that it's not a contradiction at all. It all depends the way that you're approaching nature. If you're walking on the road and you're, you're thinking and learning or you're listening to a shir, and all of a sudden you shut it down and you say, wow, you know, that tree is really a nice tree. It's so beautiful, it's so pretty, it's so well, you know, the palm trees in Miami are so, uh, I, I love the palm trees in Miami. Since I was a kid, I, I get very nostalgic every time I come into the airports. I used to come into Miami airport, now I came into Fort Lauderdale today, but it's the same idea. You basically walk out and you see these palm trees and you begin, like, you know, when I, since I was a little kid, every winter my parents used to take us here and uh, to the Caribbean Hotel, and uh, it, was, uh, it was an amazing, uh, I have a good friend in, in Queens, and we always, he went there as a kid, and I went there as a kid, he went there in the summer, I went there in the winter, but we just talk about, like, Sam Schechter and his, uh, you know, it's another beautiful day in Miami Beach, no snow today, and, uh, but anyway, there's so much nostalgia, but the trees are beautiful. If I just stop my learning to say, wow, these palm trees, they bring me back, they're amazing, they're beautiful, they're, that's, that's Pitel Taira. That's bizarre. There's no shaykhs to, to learning and, and to a palm tree. But if a person says that this palm tree is the, is the handiwork of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that these fruits that we're eating on Tubishvat, each and every one of them, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created with his infinite wisdom. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have created just you know, one fruit and that's it. And it could, they could all be the same exact color, the same shape, the same size, the same taste, and, and we would have to accept it, and we wouldn't know any better. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't do that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the Shiva Saminim, each with their own texture and their own taste and their own appearance. And then broadly, he created bananas, beautiful bananas that somehow stay, you know, fresh inside of the shell with a beautiful yellow color. And if you open it up even for a few minutes, it turns all brown, but that shell is able to, to insulate it from the elements. And then you have oranges, and you have lemons, and you have watermelons, and you have, you know, and HaKadosh Baruch created each and every one of these amazing fruits to be able to, to that we should appreciate it, and we should get closer to him, and we should love him. And we should get inspired to the reality that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mahava the Bria. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world and he continues to orchestrate the world. He runs the world. That's not Bittu That's a mitzvah of Avas Hashem. If it's a seamless interaction between learning and then appreciating nature, 
then that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. That's the whole point of learning. Learning is to tap into the Rebbe Nisham. If you're able to tap into the Rebbe Nisham through eating a fruit and to making a bracha rishayna, a bracha achreina, and speaking about his greatness, that's not, a, that's not, not like signaiv. It's only like signaiv we're just eating them for our own pleasure, for our own gratification, without appreciating who created them. And if you have this type of hashkafa, then every experience in life is a religious experience. I, you know, whenever I take my kids on Chalamayid to the, to, to the Brown Zoo, only on Wednesdays. If anyone's from New York, you know why. Wednesdays is free. But I tried it once on Chalamayid. It was a disaster. I ended up being in a traffic jam for two hours. It was a zoo. What? It was a zoo, literally. Um, but, so, but you go into a zoo... And there's two ways you can go into it. You can go into a zoo and just like make it a day of you know just looking at the animals and like getting tired and like wanting to go home, or you can like make every single cage like mamish a lesson in 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 the Bayrayalam. Every single thing you look at a peacock, you say you don't just say wow kids look at the peacock. You say look at look at what the Rebbeinu made. Look at the beautiful feathers that the peacock has. Like Hashem Baruch Hu created, and look at how the peacock walks around so proud. He's miskaya with all of his colors because he understands that he's a barrier. That's a hush of a barrier. And every single bird and every single fish, Hakadosh Baruch Hu created myriad fish. We know down here, like you know, all the all the different types of fish you can have, and you know, you can eat, you can you can admire. You go scuba diving off the, off the shores, I guess, over here, but I remember I did it once in a lot. Like, it's unbelievable what you see below the surface. You don't realize, like, what the Rabbi Shalom did in this world. You know, living in New York, it's, you know, it's cold, it's sterile, it's like, but you come down here and you're Zaycha to live down here a little bit, or you live in Eretz Yisrael, Abdel, and you're able to, like, mamish, like, breathe and, and, and experience nature the way it should be experienced. And don't get me wrong, in New York, there's plenty to admire also. You know, if you're, you know, the, there's a lot of tire about snow and about ice and whatever, but, it's, uh, but, but, it's, but you don't see the full breadth of nature like you do here. But it's a tremendous chus. You walk through the streets, you walk through, you drive, and you see, and you, you breathe. It's, it's an amazing thing, but it's only an amazing thing if you're able to directly channel all that you're seeing through the prism of Tyra. Rav Gifter used to say that his Rebbe, he had a Rebbe in Tells, uh, a brilliant man by the name of Ramatul Pagramansky. He's a Gain Ailam, and um, we have a lot of Tyra from Ramatul, all brilliant Tyra. He was so brilliant that they say about him that he once received a cheese, like a package of cheese, and it was wrapped in a Dutch newspaper. It was from Holland. Somebody sent him cheese. So he only had like a few pages of a, of a, of a Dutch newspaper, and he was able to pick up the Dutch language just by reading, or by, he picked it up on his own, self-learned by one. That's, that's the incredible brilliance of Ramatul Pagramansky. So Ramatul used to, he was a, a, an educated person. I think he went to like very Khashiva universities in, in, um, in Europe, in Paris maybe. And he would say that Rembrandt, if you want to appreciate a Rembrandt, a piece of art, like a real, you know, the most Khashiva artist in the world is Rembrandt. So, but in order to appreciate Rembrandt, if, it's in, if the, the painting is sitting in a basement somewhere, you can't appreciate it. It has to be put in the right light. You have to have, it has to be in the right 
room, the, the light has to hit it at the right angle, and then you'd be able to see the brilliance of Rembrandt from the, the fine brush strokes and, and all of the nuances of the painting, but it has to have that light shining on it at the right direction, the right angle, and only then can the real painting, the beauty of the painting and the, the masterpiece that it is actually be appreciated. So he says the same thing is true with Tyra. He says, nature is beautiful, but nature can only be appreciated properly through the eyes of Tyra. There are many people, or Gifter used to always say, I think when the cosmonauts, you know, the, those are the Russian astronauts, when they, they launched in 1957, I think, the Sputnik, and, and they, sent, uh, they sent astronauts into outer space, and it started a whole space war with Kennedy. And, but they sent astronauts, and, and you know, communists were known, known to be Kaifrim Be'ikr. And the first thing that the com- this, this cosmonaut sent back to, 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 the, to Earth, the first line, when he's zaycheh to be in outer space, to see the galaxies up close and personal, the thing that he sends is, is I'm up in space, and I don't see any angels here. No angels up here. That was the kfira that they made sure to send back to planet Earth. He says, how could that be? What, they don't know the Rambam? They didn't learn this Rambam? I thought the Rambam, isn't the Rambam universal? Doesn't the Rambam apply to everything? They should have automatically become Balachuva. If you go up to space, you go to the Bronx Zoo, you pass by a palm tree, you should all be... No. Most people in the world look at nature, they look at Teva, and they say, oh, Mother Nature, great. A Yid, a Bentaira, somebody that learns the Chachm the Rambam, is telling us that it has to be through the prism of Tyra that you're looking at nature. If you're looking at nature from a Tyradika perspective, you're looking at, at a palm tree, not just that it's a palm tree. This is the Rabbi Nishlam's will. This is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the palm tree. And you know many halachas are learned from a palm tree? B'nagea Hilcha Sukkah. And so many halachas that we learn, the, the, the different types of webs that are on the bottom of the palm tree and the leaves of the palm tree and the lulav that grows in the palm the dates from a palm tree, there's so many different things. In fact, you know, we, we, the, the Minigas teach Shiva Saminim on Tubashvat. The, the, you think, okay, Tubashvat, Shiva Saminim is like a thing in and of itself. The Gemara Sukkah says that all of the Shiva Saminim each of them were teaching us a different shir in Tyra. So Kezayis, we know many of the shirim of the Tyra are Kezayisim. A remine is the amount of shir. If you have like a hole in a, in a, in a powder, in a piece of, in a kli, and you could fit through a pomegranate, then it's, it's no longer makabal tumma. Every single thing is not, it's not just the fruit itself. It's the fruit through the eyes of Tyra. It's the, it's the ability to comprehend nature through the eyes of Tyra, if I might quote uh, Mrs. Rosenbaum, she'll live and be well, and Dr. Rosenbaum, so uh, they were very, they have a wonderful son, Grant, who learned in Yeshiva, and today he's in Eretz Israel, he's making us very proud. Um, but when we came to their house, they hosted us one evening, a very memorable evening, so Mrs. Rosenbaum says something, my wife always quotes her, that the, 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 the house is painted sky blue, as it's, I hope it still is. So it's a beautiful house, and uh, it's all sky blue. And, uh, and my wife said, it's a beautiful color. She says, this is God's color. Hashem's color is blue. It's true. The Rebbe made his sky blue. So that must be his color. Now, you know what that does for children when they grow up in a house and their mother tells them, this is Hashem's color? 
It's a tremendous thing. That means you're growing up with Ashkafas Atayr. You're saying that there's God in the world. Everything that you're eating, everything that you're seeing, every color, every taste, every texture, every nuance of life, the fact that we could see and we could smell and we could breathe, we could walk, we could talk, everything that we know about Teva is not just Teva for the sake of Teva. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's identity being revealed in different forms and we could see his creativity, his beautiful uh, the beauty that he, that, he, that he invests in every single thing in the world and the creativity that he gives us to share with the world. All the inventions that Klai Yisrael was to share with the world and all of the, the medical innovations and all the technological innovations and all, that's also, that's an extension of the Rabbi Nishlam. But it's only amazing if you see everything as godly, if you see everything as that it's my doing, and that I'm in charge, and I did this, and then, then that's the opposite. That's that's mischayev benafshay. That's a stira to tire. That's a contra. That's why signaiv. You're stealing from God's world. But when a person is able to incorporate everything in God's world, and and you recognize this is from Hashem, then tubishvat is the most beautiful. This isn't this isn't a day that we should be in base measure. This is what we're doing now is holy. We're recognizing that the fruits that HaKadosh Baruch Hu blessed Eretz Yisrael with, and, and, by, and by extension, the entire world, everything is holy. Everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You know, Lander is, a, you know, is, a, is an amazing, um, it's an amazing Makam Taira. I really, you know, been there now for close to 20 years, and, um, you know, the, the, the most amazing thing about Lander is the guys. Uh, you know, we have some, some current Talmidim here, Baruch Hashem, and, uh, and then we have older Talmidim and really older Talmidim, but uh, the guys really always created and made Lander into what it was and what it is. But the one thing I think that we could appreciate Lander for objectively, maybe a few years out of Lander, maybe have more of an appreciation for, for what it tried to do, was to really show this to show that the, what was taking place on the other floors in the building and in the base medrash was not a stira, but rather they complement each other. That what you learned in the morning, whether it's in halacha seder, musa seder, gemara, bekiyos, the shmuz, the vaden, all of that was very matim with, with the, whatever you majored in, whether it was uh, the health sciences, pre-med, whether it was accounting, whether it was uh, uh, marketing, management, whatever, ma- management, marketing, what, what did you major in? Yeah. Finance. Finance. So, you know, whatever it was that you majored in, it was always, there was always a, a doggish on the fact that you know, it's all from the Rabbi Shalom. Everything is from the Rabbi Nishlam. What we're doing is for the Rabbi Shalom. We're going for Parnassa because this is what the Rabbi Shalom wants from us. We don't feel that inner tension like maybe in other colleges that you have, like a tension between Lumidei Kaddish and Lumidei Chayil. Everything was sort of like Dr. Landau of Shalom used to call it, Chulen Shenasa al Taras HaKadosh. It was sort of, it was always designed to be Chulen, but done through the prism of Taira of Tyrus HaKadosh, of Kedusha. Erev Schwab, Zechot Tzadik Levracha, used to say that you know, he grew up in Frankfurt and in the Hershian Hashkafa uh, of Tarim Derech Eretz. And, you know, Hashkafas are very nice in a, in a laboratory. You know, but when do you actually see it in action? Tarim Derech Eretz, it's a hard thing to do. 
Rav Schwab says that when he was a, a bacher, he remembers he was a little child learning in, in grade school, and his, his math teacher was, I think he was a Rebbe in the morning, he was a math teacher in the afternoon. I think he literally took off his hat. You know, not, you know, not, didn't wear a different hat. I think they took off their hats. I don't know if they wore yarmulkes. It was Bashita, it's part of the Shita, of whatever that is. But anyway, so he said that his math teacher said when they were teaching the class about infinity, the concept of infinity, not the car, the, uh, you know, the actual, uh, you know, the infinity sign, that's something that goes on and on. So he says, infinity, the concept of infinity is the closest thing that we will ever get to understanding the Ein Saif, to being able to understand the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite in nature, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Haya Haiva V'yi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't have a beginning and never has an end, it's a, it's a concept that's impossible for us to really wrap our heads around. What does that mean? Everything has a start and an end. How does something not have a start and not have an end? It's something that a human being doesn't really have the, the ability to grasp. But this math teacher said that infinity, this concept of infinity in math, was something that is the closest that we can get to appreciating the Ein Saif. He says, at that point, Rav Schwab says, I understood what Tarim Derech Eretz was. That was Tarim Derech Eretz. I saw with my own eyes a math teacher telling me that infinity, it's a mathematical concept, but how he plugged that into the Rabbi Shalom. That's God. Everything is God. You could say everything in the world is God, whether it's in business, whether it doesn't matter. But it's all how we reflect the light of Kedusha on things. Obviously, we can go through our whole life. There are many people that are brilliant scientists and brilliant uh, mathematicians and, and, and astronauts, and they're Kaifrim Be'ikr. How could that be? The answer is that it's not, the Ramam isn't talking to everybody. The Ramam is talking to people that have, that start with a certain Hashkafas Atayra. They understand that there is a God in the world and they're looking for God in the world. You find God in nature. You find Hashem perhaps most acutely on days like Tu B'Shvat, who are able to, to celebrate sitting together and enjoying the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, enjoying all of, all of everything. All things really come from nature. All, everything that we're eating, that we're drinking, that we're enjoying, that we're breathing, it's all nature. But what type of nature is it? It's nature that's infused with godliness. It's a nature that no matter what we see, every experience in life, whether it's a simple walk in the park, a trip to the zoo, flying in an airplane, whatever it is that we do, we could look at it as just human beings, mortals, or we can look at it with an eye towards the infinite, towards the immortal. And that is what, I think that's what really Yeshiva tried to do. I hope it did that. I think it did that. But... You know, that's for you, to, for you to think about and for you to decide, but that's really what we try. I think Dr. Denishevsky told me once, he's the, uh, the head of the bio department, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he told me once that he starts every year's bio class uh, with this Rambam, with this Rambam about Avasot, so we have a lot of people agreeing. With this, the Rambam that I quoted about how is the way to love Hashem when you're mispainin in his Bria and to see the Neflai Sabayre, then immediately you're going to have this desire to get closer to the Rebbeinu That's how he starts his biology. Isn't that a beautiful way to start a biology class? It puts a whole, a, the entire, whatever you're going to be doing, all the labs and all of the, the, the studies and all the memorization and all of the, the finals and the midterms, whatever, it's all 
because you're looking at it through the eyes of the Ramam. You're looking at it. This is not just a, a biology class that you're taking in Queens College. This is a biology class that's going to teach you Abbas Hashem, Yiras Hashem. It's going to be able to create a, a, a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if we're doing life right, then that should be the way it is. That's the way everything in life, every meal that you eat, every, everything that you see, every, every view, and every, everything that you experience, that you appreciate, don't just say, don't just make it manoa ilan zeh for the ilan itself. That's mischayet bin But if you're able to see everything in Teba, everything in nature, and say, wow, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is amazing, it creates a whole, it's a mitzvah. Everything that you do in life becomes a mitzvah. It's like Talmud Torah. You're, you're teaching yourself Talmud Torah every single day. People have the unique ability. How many people of you are, 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 are in, in the medical field? And you see, like, you know, every single thing. The, the fact that, you know, that there's blood in the, in, in the veins and there's and all of the, uh, you know, all of the, the, the different parts of the anatomy and how everything perfectly, you know, that's not a simple thing. That's, that's miraculous. But it's only miraculous if we're looking at it from a godly perspective, from a Torah perspective. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's nature. Chalk it up to what's nature. What, there is no nature. We don't believe in nature. Teva, Teva is gematria Elikim. Elikim is gematria HaTeva. Teva is, is godly. HaKadosh Baruch Hu just uses nature uh, to, to serve his purposes. But everything is like the Ramban at the end of Barashas Bay. Every single thing is, is really, it's real, it's Nisim. That's why we have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, all the mitzvahs, Zeichel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, all comes to teach you that for some from the great, obvious, evident miracles, Kriyas Yamsev, the, you know, the Eser Makas, these were supernatural miracles, but that's not, that's a one-time deal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to understand that from there, you should make the leap to realize that even the Nisim HaNistarim, even the hidden miracles are miraculous. The fact that we're all sitting in this room, breathing oxygen, functional, Baruch Hashem, that's a miracle. We could see, we could hear, we could... These are miracles. And when we're able to, once in a while, sit and ponder this, then it creates a tremendous feeling of Avas Hashem. Just like to, um, to just end off, just on a personal note, that you know every single person in this room uh, really means a lot to me personally. And the fact that you came tonight and the fact that we have this ability to, to share um, such a beautiful event together, and I hope it's going to be the first of many, um, it's so meaningful. It shows that regardless of time, we have Talmidim here from 15, 17 years ago, and, and they still keep in touch, and they still listen to the Shiram online and whatnot. And, and uh, the fact that you still are here together, and we're here together, b'chnufya together, it, it means that we're doing something right. It means that we've, we've, we weren't just providing you with, a, with an education, with a diploma. We were trying to create a relationship for life, and I think that, I hope that this speaks to that. And, and I appreciate it greatly. I appreciate each and every one of you, and um, I have tremendous ava for each and every one of you, and I hope that it's reciprocated, and uh, we should only really... Should continue to bless us with a continuation of Ava and Yira and Bracha and togetherness. And we should all be Zeicha next year to celebrate 
Tubishvat in Yerushalayim Habenuya, eating from the real fruits of Eretz Yisrael, and uh, and Mitzvah we should all live and be well and get nachas from mishpachas, and we should be zeichet to only good. Bezeu Amen.